Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast Show. And I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission, the money, and the capacity of the nonprofit that you currently work at or with, or for all of you freelance grant writers, the many nonprofits that you work with. All right, so who do we have on the show today? We've got Miss Rebecca Soriano. She is amazing. Now, she has a really, really cool program that you guys are going to love. It's called Roar to Soar, and she is the speaker for the unheard. And she's going to be talking about that today, that her movement that she's actually created is a pen pal movement. Oh my gosh, don't we love letters? But it's more than a letter. So it's really about reaching out to people who are saying they need, they are just wanting to connect with humans. They feel lonely. They feel isolated. And of course, we really saw that escalate in 2020. Um, and she really was able to connect her passion for mental health. And she has her own private business that she's going to be talking about that she works with mental health providers um, and also start a movement. So her movement is amazing. She is able to create letters and she's recently created a pen pal group that she's going to be talking about today. So if you guys are interested out there about being a pen pal and connecting with Re- Rebecca and creating relationships with people who may feel unheard or isolated and even more so who she's really connected with are people who are incarcerated individuals um, and reaching out to them and starting these friendships and just giving hope in places where a lot of hope may not be found. So we're definitely going to talk about what she's doing. We're also going to talk about kind of bricks and mortar on that as well. And basically, um, she has a YouTube video that's very awesome and a GoFundMe page. So we're going to talk about like what you should include on your GoFundMe page. We're also, so she's basically said, here's my movement. I'm going to share it with you. But I also want to give it as an example for nonprofits who are out there that also want some tips on how to best do these types of things. So definitely we're providing that. And you can also find out different information about her. So uh, Rebecca, she grew up in Central Valley, the oldest of four children, the first one to graduate from college and start her own business. Her degree is in healthcare administration, which she enjoys. However, medical building, she says, is what she does, not who she is. She is a productivity junkie who is passionate about service and selflessness. She believes a meaningful lifestyle is created through healthy habits, feeling productive, and making an impact on the community. She volunteers as much as she can with vulnerable communities, such as the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and she has started her own passion project as Speaker for the Unheard, creating a healing and diverse community for all of those who feel unheard. You're definitely going to hear more about this and how she balances what she does and how she's brought her own history and experience into what she does. And for all of today's show notes, please do go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. All right, guys, I hope you're going to enjoy this as much as I did. Um, Here is Miss Rebecca Soriano. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. Thanks. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Holly. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> so I just want to let our, our listeners know and our viewers know a little bit too. Um, we've actually known each other for a while. I, you know, you had yes. reached out. I think you found me on the podcast. Is that where you found? I did. I reached out to you after one of your amazing podcasts. I think it was the 5 million, uh, 5 a.m. miracle with Jeff Sanders. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Never yeah. mind. Scratch that. <laughs> but I reached out to you after you inspired me with grant writing that I really wanted to get involved. And I bought your book, reached out, and we've been friends ever since. Yes. Yes. And I love it because um, we've been going back and forth and with your speaker of the unheard and then also the roar to soar and just kind of looking at how to, um, you know, bring in donations. And I love that you're going to be able to share today as well. Some of the things that you've done to expand um, that portion of what you're passionate about, right? And just um, really help other people and give them examples too of what can be done because there's no limitations of creativity and how we can connect with the need in the world, the communities that we want to serve, um, whether you're a registered nonprofit, an individual, or, you know, a, a collective uh, amount of people who just want to go out and do something. So I just want to thank you um, for coming on and sharing that because I'm so inspired by what you're doing as you've been sharing it with me. <laughs> behind the scenes, I was like, you need to tell the podcast listeners about this. It really have Yes. I, um, I have asked you every step of the way for advice. What do you think about this? Where should I go? And you have advised me with the best ideas every step of the way regarding how to show my impact I was making on the donation side, how to put my voice out there and you inspired me with my limiting beliefs that I did not belong in front of the camera and you were the first to give me a live review of my YouTube video so I just have to think you have been behind the scenes every step of the way and have encouraged me to come on this podcast you are a true blessing really Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> so for you guys, and I, we're going to share some of these. I love the YouTube video. You definitely uh, will have to check it out. You guys on grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. Uh, I'm also sharing Rebecca's video that she's done for fundraising and just show you really um, how to do a really excellent video. So we can definitely talk about that today. Um, but I also wanted to just share a little bit about you because you also own your own business. So you're the first in your family of four, right? To go to college. You're in, yes, or in Los Angeles, right? Yes, ma'am. Long Beach, California. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then you're actually the first one in your family as well to start a business. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yes, ma'am. I graduated in Dominguez Hills and I started working in the corporate field for a couple of years. I climbed the ladder and after three years, I had nowhere to go, but the people who have been there for 20 years, I decided to branch out and try on my own. At the time, I was a huge advocate for behavioral health. I was mostly working with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I wanted to use my advocacy for mental health and my skills as a medical biller and merge them. Um, medical health is uh, mental issues are still taboo now and they were very much then. So I wanted to work for doctors who were on the behavioral health side who cared about these issues and I wanted to help those guys make money. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did when I started Soriano Medical Billing. I looked and searched for therapists and physicians who wanted to work on the behavioral aspect on the mental side and who were who cared. And I really liked having the autonomy to choose who I wanted to work with, to choose who I wanted to make money for. 
I also value with money, you know, if you do your job, the money comes in. If you don't do your job, the money didn't come in. So I really didn't have to answer or question or explain my ways of how I did my job anymore. And I love that. Oh, that's so awesome. And I love that you're, you also coupled it with something you're passionate about, right? You could have been like, okay, uh, medical building, billing across the board is needed. That's an industry where I can really make a, you know, an amazing profitable company. But if I focus on this one sector that I'm really passionate about, I can still have a very amazing, successful business and then support something I believe in. So it was a very mindful way to set up a business. So, you know, that's amazing. Thank you. In addition, my inspiration to start my own business was I wanted to volunteer more. Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend my time on the ground floor and I didn't want to no longer have to submit like a two week notice or all of those forms and paperwork. And I really like to say like, yeah, I can be there all day or no, I can. I just love the value of that as being a businesswoman. Nice. That is amazing. Well, congratulations on that. And that business you have is still very successful, thriving um, as you, you move in. I mean, how was that? Yeah. And how was that during um, like, you know, the epicenter of the pandemic in, in 2020? Like, did your business suffer during that time or were you able to grow it because it's online or you know what I mean? Like, how, how was that? It actually suffered exponentially because of my clients were behavioral therapists or doctors at the time health insurance companies were not paying for telemed. So therefore my doctors were getting paid, my therapists were not getting paid, so they could not pay me. And that's when I had to circle back and find something to do, to work through my own isolation, to work through my own depression, to get out of my own head. And that's where my letter writing slowly began. I started writing to my mom that I miss and my grandma and my siblings and you know, just even my friends down the street. And uh, it just, when people found out, I had a friend ask me to write to foster children. I think we spoke about that. Um, and that's when my letter, the Roar to Sword just started rolling in the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. So I love this and I love that we're going to get into this, but first off, I want to kind of circle back. So you also first started Speaker for the Unheard in about 2016, right? And, and being a, a mental health advocate at that point in time. I started speaker, I would say in 2020. Okay. 20. My advocacy for mental health with AFSP was in 2016. And I was the chair for 2019 and the chair for 2020 for Santa Monica nice. other, for the LA Central Coast Charter. And in 2020 is when I stepped up and got joined Roar to Soar or started Roar to Soar mm -hmm. when I wanted to expand on the unheard people and I wanted to expand on mental health issues and take it further. Mm -hmm. And that's when you started your, your pen pal and, and kind of combination with COVID with starting to write to your own family, then it expanded to other demographics and other people. Yes, I wanted a gold star from one of my best friends. And I was telling him about this project I had going and where it was leading. And he looked at me and he said, oh, you want to write to lonely people? And he encouraged me to write to incarcerated individuals, which was out of, out of the park for me. It was very scary, but he guided me every step of the way. And this friend really encouraged me because he had experience in the system. He knew what it was like. And when I started looking it up and you got the boundaries and what to write, he would write a letter with me. He would tell me what to say. And 
just giving someone something to look forward to. That's when I started spark, like it sparked. That's when Roar to Serve was starting. And I realized I was onto something when I started doing that. Yeah. So then you, you've really started, um, like you said, you foster kids, but also looking at incarcerated individuals has been a big uh, part of the demographic that you've been writing to, right? Yes. My largest demographic though comes from Reddit. My name on there is Finch Witch. I have zebra finches and I'm a big fan of them. And occasionally I will post on there. If you feel lonely, I am Rebecca, speaker for the unheard. I will send you a handwritten letter of hope to keep going. DM me your address. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to stop doing that, which is why I started my new little pivot project because I get like 30 letters or 30 requests in one day, I would get 50 requests the next day. And it was just nonstop and ever, never ending. And in 2020, I loved it because now I had something to do. Yeah. And now, you know, it's still not ending. People still feel unheard. People still feel lost. People still feel alone. Um, so most of it comes to circle back. Most of it comes from Reddit when it comes from people domestically and internationally. Wow. I, it's easy for me to find incarcerated individuals because of profiles online, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you're not working with a certain uh, institution or anything? No, Roar Tresor has uh, a P.O. box, a registered P.O. box, and a registered profile on writeaprisoner.com. So what I do is I filter out demographics so I'm not to a specific one or specific person. I also try to look at people who are serving a life sentence. Mm -hmm. And in my experience through speaking with nonprofits and restorative justice, they tell me those are the ones who have no hope and no lifeline whatsoever. And I talk a little bit about that in my YouTube video. Yeah, that's, and that is just, yeah, such a demographic that is unheard a lot of times, right? So, yeah. And so writing to um, the individuals there then, I love, you know, one of the things I have a, a quote written down from your from your video. Um, and you say, no wonder why persons are in the, or sorry, no wonder why prisons or institutions are in the middle of nowhere. So we don't have to think about the humans disappearing inside of them, literally and figuratively. And I thought that was so beautifully said. So thank you for just sharing that. And, you know, I just want to, let's talk about your video for a minute, because I love this too, to say like <laughs> how you're like, and you guys can definitely, once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. I'm listing it there. And then Rebecca also has a YouTube channel. So I'll link it to that. Um, but when you were putting that together, what I thought was so beautifully done in that video was that you shared a part of the letter where you guys were interacting and how you interacted. So can you kind of like just... Uh, share with what you had shared on that video. Yes, that is a way for me to avoid staying in front of the camera the whole time because (laughs) I was shy. And I also wanted a way to give you a human connection to the person who is writing to me. I wanted you to see those words. I wanted you to know where my inspiration comes from. I wanted you to not... I wanted you not to ignore them. I wanted you to hear them. I wanted you to hear my voice through their words. Mm -hmm. And that's the most powerful part of it. Through writing through each of these individuals, I have very few bad experiences, which I talk about, which in my, you know, they're kind of funny. I mean, I found someone who was on Netflix. (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) cool. Didn't expect that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I love the the video because you talk about, 
you know, um, you know, t- you're talking about, and you, you say his name and you're in, you're like, we were having these conversations and guess what? We both like peacocks. And then you show a trick that he taught you how to do right with a peacock feather. <laughs> I try to show that there are a lot, you know, and people on the inside, they miss the same things. They have experiences that we can relate to each other. I'm working on a video right now. When I speak to my inv- friends on the inside, I ask them like, what are you looking forward to? Like, what do you miss? I try to keep their mind on the positive and they always come back to me with things that we have every day that I am not grateful. I, or I take advantage of a warm body to wake up to that fresh fruit out, be able to go outside an animal to pet, to be able to call my mom without anybody recording it. I mean, these are things we all get every day that we all take for granted and what they're hoping for. And another thing I read a lot and I hear is they're not a bad person they made a bad mistake and they're very sorry for it and I think of all of the horrible mistakes I have made and I know I'm not a bad person you know Mm -hmm. and all the horrible things that could have happened to me in the bad situations I may have possibly put myself into I'm fortunate and I can still call my mom every morning without people recording me and I think we need to acknowledge that even though you know, you may not be in jail or inside, but still you don't take it for granted. These people do, these people trade places with you in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that, you know, that kind of segues then into restorative justice. And I know that's something you're really passionate about. Um, Has that kind of been a passion developed through these relationships now through your pen pal writing and your friends? Absolutely. Especially when I hear the stories, I hear the same trends, but I talk to uh, incarcerated individuals all over the world. I even talk to a couple people in Germany who don't understand our system. And they explain to me how their country has more of a rehab rehabilitation program. So I've been studying that a lot with this with this project, I have been reaching out to many nonprofits in restorative justice in LA, and I've been just trying to learn what I can do, where I can help, and how I can step in. And I guess that's where my curiosity into grant writing goes into. That's my curiosity into nonprofit building goes into. I have some pretty good ideas that are working right now. One um, I would really like to see is like cell phone training for people who get out or elderly just taking care of those. A lot of nonprofits are telling me they're struggling right now with the elderly uh, returning citizens who don't know how to use a phone, who don't even know how to survive. Like I would like to do, I can mean something like that to step in. That's where my brain is going right now with restorative justice. Wow, that's really cool. No, and just that basic support, right? Because they basically have been out of society for so long and they haven't had the amenities, you know, as we have, right? To kind of just be adjust with them. <laughs> So I can imagine, you know, how stressful that would be. Yes. My friend who encouraged me spent 10 years inside the system and another 10 years just fighting to get out. Another 10 years just trying to get a job. Another 10 years just trying to coax like through life, just, you know, to keep going. And that's what I learned a lot from him. I also learned a lot, you know, how far, uh, birthday birthday card goes you know on holidays on the inside they get a cup of cocoa he's like if you can give someone a cup of cocoa on Christmas he's like you just made their whole year little things like that um I remember and I'd like to help so it doesn't take the next person 10 years if they're doing well 
Yeah, no, I, and I, and you know, I love what you do and what with your letters. I mean, you even send me letters that I just love them. I get like physical <laughs> letters and you have like these cutest little things, like something to plant or like word games and just, you know, like what you're like the, I love your uh, listening tracks, like, you know, and it's just like so much fun. I can see the fun you have in creating these letters, which are actually like little gifts of creativity. It's a lost art, I have to say, handwriting letters. It's a lost art. I'm not the best at it, but what I do make creative is to try to give you a piece of me into my life, into what's going on, because we're not together all the time. So I'll send, you know, questions about you or answers about me. You know, I'll send word games or a playlist or currently. My mom loves the currently. So I'll do currently I'm watching, currently I'm reading, you know, I always send her those. And it's just, again, it's just a way to keep us together. And even if you talk on the phone and you get it in the mail, it's still something beautiful. And I, we're to soar is the movement to spread the greatest force in the world. And that is love. And that's, this is the best way I know how to do it. And I find it's growing and I just want to help it grow and help other people feel heard and unloved. Unloved, yeah. excuse me. Loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it works because, you know, it, we don't get, so much in the mail. We, we might get things from Amazon or get things right um, packages, but there's no like personalization and there's not that, that, that connection, like in a handwritten letter, like, you know, basically the only ones that I've ever even really gotten before yours, right. Have been like from my grandma, right. Where it was like back in the day, that's what they did. They wrote more letters and, and I always love like getting the, you know, the handwriting that you always, can, I can just tell what her handwriting is. And, you know, it's like interesting because you might think even in your own nucleus family, you might not even know what each other's handwriting looks like anymore. It's so interesting. So it's just like this really like cozy feeling of like, oh, I have a letter to read. <laughs> Let me tell you, it, people are pretty skeptical to give out their mailing address and I can't blame, and I don't blame them. I was skeptical to do it when I was writing to individuals on the inside. So I bought a PO box, mm -hmm. but I had a nonprofit tell me that in their line of work in over 10 years, they have never had anyone in their pen pal program be a victim of crime. And he asked me to have a little bit of faith. Mm -hmm. And since I've had a little bit of faith, I haven't had issues. For those who would like to join my pen pal club and are concerned about sharing their mailing address, you may use my PO box and you may issue it to the Wurtisor Pen Pal Club. I am taking action to prevent to make sure you feel safe, to make sure you feel safe. Yeah, I mean those are just real things that you know we have to think about, right? So I like that you're taking control of that and saying, okay, these are options then. And so, so people, obviously the, you guys are listening out there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. So you can definitely, um, you know, look at the different things that Rebecca's doing and see even like to get ideas to create videos for your own nonprofit for crowdfunders. She has a GoFundMe page set up so you can go there to really see, you know, what, how she set it up and to get ideas for your own nonprofit. And of course, if you want to support her program as well, while you're there, feel free to, right? That's a part of it too. But um, I just wanted to also just highlight here that this is a really great example. So thank you for sharing what you're doing because things are changing all the time. Thank you. And um, so the, and then the, the GoFundMe page, that was something that um, I know I, we had, I given you some feedback on as well, because it was just in the beginning. Um, and I just kind of wanted to point this out for people who are listening to you as a, as a tip is it was just, um, please give, please donate. And I said, put some different numbers and then what's behind it. Right. So you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yes, that's exactly what I did. I knew I had to get some sort of revenue. I knew that the goal was I'm going to need help doing this. It's supplies, it's time, it's money. So I created a GoFundMe because that's what you hear a lot and that's what to do. And I immediately sent it to you and you said, the information is well, but we need to know if I'm giving you $50, where's that money going? Who is it going to help? And what are you doing with it? So what I did with that is I updated my donation impact for each postcard, international or domestic. It would be a dollar for domestic, $2 for international, $5 for a handwritten letter and $10 for a long letter that you received, Miss Holly, with the goodies inside. Mm -hmm. I also included the number of people I have specifically written to. I believe it's up to date as of July 1st. Mm -hmm. It's over 100 postcards. It's, I'm reaching 100 handwritten letters. Mm -hmm. And through my pen pal club, I have six people who have joined. Hey, that's and that's cool. what you have think that you have really helped me put that donation impact out there, let people know where their money, money is going, what their what I'm going to do with it, what my plan is and what specifically who I'm writing to and yeah. who specifically I'm writing to. I love that. I love Thank that. You. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I love that you, so you're literally the one writing the letters, like people can donate to you so you can get the materials. Like you have these nice, nice little wax seals that you put on things. Like it's just so special, you guys and your time. But of course you also now have opened up a pen pal group for other people to also join in with you and to be a pen pal themselves with somebody who may feel unheard, who is marginalized, who needs some kind of human connection, right? So can you kind of talk about how that works? Yes, Rortosaur is now starting a pen pal club in Long Beach, California, where I am located. Our first meeting will be July 28th at 6 p.m. at Romeo's Chocolates, hosted by Alley Cats. Right now, we have six to ten people attending. Supplies to be donated are encouraged. I will bring my own supplies as well for those who need, including stamps. And what this club is, is you guys are going to help me write to all of the letters that I receive. Mm -hmm. I have requests all the time, registration forms. I'm also thinking of just letting maybe for the first time you're writing to someone you never have before. But I would like to start the process going, get people down. I'm building by word of mouth, but the Pen Pal Club in Long Beach will meet monthly and you will write to international domestic people and possibly incarcerated if you would like. And it would be a great help to me and you will be joining the Roar to Soar movement. I love that. I love that so much. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Um, so for those of you not in Long Beach, still connect with Rebecca. I'm sure that there'll be opportunities for you also to join at some point or just to know more about the program. But people, so you still, you have it on Reddit, um, other places, people actually apply so they can get letters from you or from the club, right? Currently, my live a live document is on my Instagram page. My name is Roar to Soar. The link is there, and it will take you and will answer ask you questions: your name, your mailing address, your phone number, and your hobbies, your interests, and who would you like to write to. And that's where I will pair you up with locally here in Long Beach, or possibly somewhere internationally to see how we go. I'd like us to grow virtually, but let's see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people who reach out to you then that are lonely or they they're incarcerated or you know you don't just write to people that who are incarcerated you write to a variety of people so like where 
do you see trends of the people who are feeling like they're disconnected and they want that human connection? I find the trends I feel are, are all the same. You know, I'm lonely. I have no one to talk to. I feel, uh, I feel like nobody loves me. Um, Honestly, when it comes to feeling unheard, the story's the same. I hear a lot of divorce stories from many people on Reddit. I hear a lot about kids who they're mad that they don't think their parents want them to do their hobbies. It's a lot about hobby stuff with children. With abuse survivors, I hear a lot of trauma um, triggers. And with mental health people, including myself, one of the things I feel you still kind of get that kickback where you don't want to speak up because you already have this taboo. So it's, it's the trend, I guess, with the culture, but at the end, we're all unheard, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, it's kind of a tricky question. No, no, it's a great answer though. And then when they, um, when you email or sorry, email, but write a letter and then they respond and then you can have a, you ask for a three month commitment, right? From people who are wanting to become Pam Pals. I ask for a three month commitment for people who join. And I ask if you would also like to be short term or actually the registration form is updated now to be short term or long term. I should update that GoFundMe page. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> and then they they you they start developing relationships. So as a pen pal, that's oh. part of it is, right? You you develop relationships. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was going to mention I write a lot, I write, but I do not receive many letters back. I receive very few letters back or people requesting to be pen pals. Um, mostly I'll receive people responding to my social media posts, sending me a message saying, I got your letter, thank you, that made me feel better. But most of the time I don't hear anything. So the flood of people I get in, it's like a moment in despair, a moment when they're like just wanting, oh, this person will listen to me or like they even get it out. Mm -hmm. So mostly I don't always hear back from people. I'd love to, but I don't always. Do you hear back more from incarcerated people, would you say, or not always? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And most incarcerated people are requesting to speak via email, which is JPay or CoreLinks. Mm -hmm. um, and I have found that to be a little difficult cheaper, a little difficult because they're lonely. They're inside every day. And I don't want constant email alerts. Yeah. One of the reason I chose handwritten letters is to pull myself away from the screen, to make myself present, to write down, you know, to focus on that individual and what they needed at that time. No, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. So much good. So I love everything. Oh, that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things. Lots of things. Um, and, you know, really saying you're a speaker for the unheard and that unheard, it could just be, I love that moment, of, you know, that moment of despair too, like hitting that and like just so someone's like, someone's listening to me is sometimes all someone needs, but that could be the difference between, you know, so many things, right? Like it could be the difference of them just moving forward in their lives. Just that one letter. It's such an impactful thing, even if you don't hear back from them, like it could have, you know, it still has such impact, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, imagine a moment of despair, how a letter would have made you feel from someone you don't know. It just random you, they said it would be there and you'd get it. And someone came through, you know, that feeling is always just like, I'm going to keep going. It's endurance, you know, it's very helpful. It's very powerful. 
Yes, I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, so many different things you're doing, but at the same time, really focusing on, on who you want to serve, which I think is great. Um, and even in your business, how that makes sense for the passion work that you do with, you know, starting up this movement, which is really cool. Um, and then, you know, also just kind of leveraging the different things. One thing I do want to talk about just before we uh, close up today is I know in the green room before we started, we were talking about social media, right? And you're like, I'm just not a big social media person. So so I also want to just kind of share that because I think a lot of people out there, nonprofits, if they're going to do a fundraiser, if they're going to do any kind of donation drive, they feel like they need all the bells and whistles, like Twitter, Facebook, Insta, like all the things, uh, you know, of like crazy $10,000 video that they have to create and produce and all of this fancy things. And, you know, can you kind of talk about, you're still getting people coming to you, you're still, but you're not on social media all the time. Can you kind of talk about that? Yes. When I was creating my goals of how I was going to move forward with this program, how I was going to be vulnerable and put myself out there and get in front of the camera, I was so ambitious, but nothing came of it. And I would feel bad about myself and I'd put myself down. And after speaking with my accountability partner and telling her this, she said, hey, what's great about your project is you. Be authentic. Be you try something small and try a local event. And I'm calling that a pivot. So I pivot, I pivoted from trying to focus on, okay, I need to be on TikTok for the 10 year olds who are upset at their parents, but at the 30 year olds on Instagram for who are upset at this, you know, I, I can't market myself that way. I'm just going to focus on what I know how to do, who I am and what I want to do. And what I want to do is to be a voice for these people who don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. So I started, reached out to Rob Smith from Alley Cats and I joined Long Beach, it's North Long Beach group, and they are helping me host and start this program. And I'm starting on the ground floor. And that's another thank you <laughs> for that idea. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you're just working really with your community, which is cool. So that's a place where we can always start. And then, you know, now you're going to be, you've already got six people, you said, like joined your club and, you know, yes. there's just going to be more, um, you know, you're going to be out there. People are going to be walking by or whatever, coming around and they're going to see what you're doing, which is cool. You know, instead of trying to like, all of a sudden I'm on social media, connecting with people that maybe I don't know, or maybe my friends will just like it because it's me, but they're really not understanding the movement. Right. So it's a different kind of old school approach, which I like. Right. Someone encouraged me to pivot and to try something new and to focus on who I really am. And that's something I needed to hear at that time, you know, and I was able to speak to her about that. So I'm very grateful and I'm very blessed that I have people like you behind the scenes and her who can help me grow this movement. Yes. I love it. I love it. So um, where can people find you then? Places mostly on Instagram. If you would like to speak to me, the link is in the bio to join my pen pal club. You can DM me. I do respond there. I am on Facebook. I don't respond very often. I am pretty good about LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. However, it's mostly for businesses for my medical billing. And you, we talked about the GoFundMe page and my YouTube channel is called roar to soar. Mm -hmm. And your Insta too, right? 
is Rotosaur. Yes, ma'am, Rotosaur. So, and I'll have all of the links too on grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. So we'll have all of the links too of how you can get a hold of Rebecca. And you can see too, what I liked about that is you don't have a website for this yet. You're just starting, you know, you have some social media, you have links to you. Like it's, it's an interesting way, I think, to do it, which is totally, totally cool because you don't have to have all of the things before you do something do the thing that lights you up and then organically yes. grow from there. Right. Yes. And I find what helps is if you set the event, make the action, take the action. Hey, Holly, let's talk about this podcast. Take the action. Hey, Romeo, let's talk about hosting this event because once you do it, once you book it, now you have to follow through. And I, that's a very important step. Yes. I love that. Set the intention. Yeah. And set the date. <laughs> So, yes. And it's one thing at a time, you know, and it's, and I like how you do too. You're like, well, we, I pivoted because that just felt like I wasn't lighting up there. It wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't feeling good about myself because it wasn't spreading. Like you see on like, you know, all these YouTubers that all of a sudden overnight, they have 5 million views and that just doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. You have to do the best you can with what you have and you have to be you because that's, what's going to make you shine. And that's, what's going to make this grow. Awesome. Well, congratulations again, Rebecca. Thank you. you. I look forward to speaking with you and anyone else about this project. Please reach, please, please, please reach out. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on and we'll definitely have you back on um, in a bit to see how everything's going at Roar to Soar and how you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Miss Holly. Blessings. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Once again, for all of the show notes and how to get a hold of Rebecca, please do visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. Um, you can definitely check out how you can get in connection with Rebecca or if you want to be a, a, in her uh, pen pal club and all of that, you can see how you can connect with her at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 184. Hey, and if you love this podcast episode or the show in general, would you do me a favor? Please leave a review on iTunes as it does help other eyes find this show and all of the cool, um, great causes that people are doing in the world as they share their stories here on the podcast. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week.